Podcast. Stu, Angie, and Janelle Podcast. Your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Oh, good morning, everyone. Monday. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. Good morning to the snow. Yeah. It has arrived. <laughs> everyone was wondering, oh, are we going to have a green Christmas here in Ottawa with our 10-degree days and tons of rain and the snow decided to show up? And it's not going anywhere, it looks like. Yeah, you were saying that we're going to have a, like quite a bit of a dumping later this week. Later this week, it looks like we're going to get maybe upwards of over a couple of days, about 20 centimeters. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But we'll see. You never know with the <laughs> forecast. But I have to say, yesterday, uh, I was sitting out in the snow. We went to the Coena Spa. Oh. And I hadn't been there yet. Uh, for those of you who know Le Nordique, you know it. Mm-hmm. You love it. Um, it's like that, but like a smaller version. So it's um, Chemaine Delmer in Gatineau. So many will know the hotel that's there. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it's kind of built into that. Um, and it's the same kind of outdoor baths and thermal experience, the hot, the cold, the relaxation areas. But like a much more manageable size, I find. Okay, yeah, because I, I mean, I was at Le Nordique uh, just like a, like, a, like a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and forget how big that place is. It's it's exploded <laughs> over several years. It needed to <laughs> right. because everybody was flocking there, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. And they've expanded so many different rest areas, so many different you know areas to branch off. But uh, this spa is uh, like a smaller version. It was less busy. It was just as wonderful. The food was incredible. I spent the day soaking away with eight other girls. Um, it was one of my friend's birthdays. But I highly recommend it. I have to say, we had the best day. Came out of there so relaxed. You know, the salt scrubs and mm-hmm. the and the soaking and the drinks in the pool and the whole thing. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was a nice alternative. It really looked like you guys had a wonderful day mm-hmm. there. And I got to tell you, my neighbors put this uh, on my radar probably like late or late this past spring. And I I think that was generally around the time that it opened, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But they love it there. That like that's their go to. Sometimes they're like, Yeah, we're just gonna go for like a like an early afternoon. We're gonna take a half day at work and we're yeah. gonna go over there at like, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon and just have a good a good afternoon because it's cheaper if you do it on the weekday. Um, and they love it so much that that's what we got them for, like a little gift to say thank you for taking care of our dog. <laughs> that And it's so smart. And I was going to say, I completely recommend that because like you said, it's a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it's a great day to go spend. It's not that far. And uh, it is a great gift idea because mm-hmm. like that is the type of thing that you're going to leave there going like, oh, you know, and know yeah. that you gave someone something of value that they actually used and enjoyed. But... I thought it was great. I just left there going, wow, how have I not been here yet? And you're like, I'm going to go back. I know. No, it was great. And just sitting in there with the snow falling on you yesterday. It was like the picturesque perfect, because it wasn't too cold. No, no. But it was like that beautiful light. We had our like toques on that were like frozen to our heads. Our hair was crunchy, (laughs) but we were warm. And it was, uh, yeah, I fully recommend it. Take advantage. When you think useless, think of Stu. Everybody, welcome. Welcome. Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, all right. With Stu away, you have come to play in the useless facts. You've been helping us out. We've been asking you to text us at 10030 if you have a little something, like a useless fact or a did you know, something that would be kind of cool for the listeners and then we put you on the score <laughs> yeah you know we judge him every single day now yep. it's your turn to uh get your scores but i will be honest 
All of our listeners have done very well with these. You have delivered, people, <laughs> for real. And the scores have been flying off the charts mm-hmm. with nines and tens. So, as always, if you have something for us, text it into 10 like Mark did. So this is Mark's useless fact today, and I have to say it's made me want to go back and watch this movie again. Oh, okay. Just to see for myself. So, Mark says, did you know... That, well, we're all familiar with the movie Fight Club. Oh, okay, yeah. What happens in Fight Club stays Stays in Fight Fight Club. Club. Ed Norton, (laughs) uh, Brad Pitt. So did you know that there is a Starbucks cup in every single shot of the movie Fight Club? Like, so somebody did that on purpose? Every single shot shot in the movie yes i need to go back and watch this then now you might be asking why and it's not just about like you know making money or anything like that or something like Mm -hmm. that so there's a a line in the movie and they say that the stunt was inspired by the line in the movie where ed norton's character explains when deep space exploration ramps up going to be corporations that are putting their name on everything so he says we're going to have the microsoft galaxy <laughs> we're going to have planet starbucks so uh, the team just thought it would be funny to put a starbucks cup in some way shape or form in every single shot in that movie how did i not notice that? i don't right and it's a white one too like when there was a Starbucks cup in that Game of Thrones episode, everyone lost their mind. Right. And that was one, <laughs> one scene. You do it one time and the people get mad, but you do it a whole movie and nobody noticed. That's impressive. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So go back if you uh, haven't seen Fight Club. I mean, for the first time, there you go. But I mean, go back and watch it. And uh, yeah, it's like it's like playing Where's Waldo. You could make it a drinking game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You'd be hammered. Yeah, you wouldn't You'd get be... through the game. <laughs> All right. What are you going to give that? Uh, I think that's a phenomenal fact. I'm going to give that like a 9.5. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah. look at that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's check the scores as they come in. Texting into 10 30 again with your handle so we can read it out. Kathy and Manowit, the dynamic duo there, uh, giving us a 9 and an 8.5 for that. Or Mark, anyway. Mm-hmm. Aaron the Trollster, who did send us a, a, a fact last week, mm-hmm. I believe. Aaron did well. He did well. And he was like, wow, I need to go watch that movie again. 10 out of 10. Phil G, just because he's not a fan of Starbucks, is giving it a five. Oh, okay. <laughs> it says product <laughs> placement. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And now Netflix will be wondering why Fight Club is all of a sudden so yeah. popular, says Sharon the Tired, <laughs> giving it a nine this morning. Mm-hmm. So uh, did you say Gusto? No. Did you know Gusto says uh, from the Hall of Fame, Mark did not mail it in on a Monday, mm-hmm. which is typical of Stu. Yeah. Uh, he's giving it a <laughs> 10. Wow. Are we going to have to start making it like uh, the listeners send in the facts these days? Because <laughs> it seems to be doing better. <laughs> Move mornings with stuff. Man Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, we've seen a lot of our former Ottawa Senators players have some pretty big honors. Daniel Alfredson, Chris Phillips have had their numbers retired by the team. It was announced uh, just like last month that Chris Neal is having his number 25 raised to the rafters at the CTC on February 17th. But now tonight, in advance of the game tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, you're going to notice before the puck drops, there's a little honor happening because uh, longtime Senators defenseman Wade Redden is going to become the first player to be inducted into the Senator's Ring of Honor tonight before the game. Okay. So uh, the only member uh, of the Ring of Honor for the Sens uh, franchise is the late Brian Murray at this point. And he, Wade, will be the first player inducted. And this is more...
more about his community efforts. So he was more than just a really great defenseman for the team. Many will remember he was a champion for Chio. He had a suite uh, at the CTC called Wade's World. Oh, my God. And <laughs> all of the kids from Chio would have a chance to come and experience a game oh. in Wade's World. Yeah. So that was a really big deal. He did a lot of work with the 65 Roses Sports Club. So basically for being a community champion, he uh, is being inducted uh, to the Ring of Honor, which is really cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So he'll, he'll be on hand before the game tonight. So make sure you're there a little bit early so you can see that. So many, many, many of you were super excited about this contest we had sending you to New York City to see Mariah Carey, the Queen of Christmas. And uh, of course, we had announced that this little tour that she was doing, there was only one Canadian stop um, where she was going to be doing these Christmas concerts, and that was in Toronto. So over the weekend was the very first show. And of course, the uh, initial reviews are coming out. People are wondering, you know, like, what's she going to sound like? What's this going to be like? It's a Christmas concert. Kind of weird. What is it? So it is Everything that you could imagine. Oh, yeah. It's like (laughs) maxed out on stage. (laughs) Over the top. (laughs) Lavish Mariah in true form. But she did something pretty cool. She kind of blew fans away when she brought out her little 11-year-old daughter, Monroe, and then did a little duet together on stage. She does, yeah. <laughs> so the only complaint people had, they said the concert was amazing. Um, she showed up late. Uh, but didn't Are we, we surprised? Yeah, that's just a Mariah Carey thing. <laughs> she calls her own self a diva. I mean, you had to know it was going to happen. She was apparently 30 minutes late, didn't come on stage oh. until 9.17 p.m. <gasps> wow, okay. I hope she stayed an extra 30 minutes late. Fashionably so. <laughs> and that's what's trending. Brought to you by DeFalco's for brewers and winemakers. Women's Day magazine has declared this to be one of the most divisive Christmas foods out there. And we'll let you know what that is in just a moment. But, you know, there are a lot of things that look different on everybody's table for the holidays. There's like certain particular dishes that you're going to see at your family, but not at other families. It's true. And, you know, like no two holiday tables would be the same. There's different cultures. There's different preferences. But, you know, like... Like my family, for example, I cannot imagine our holiday table, like no one in my family could, without a torchier on it. Oh, yeah. My mom always makes them every year. It's just what we do. It's our Christmas meal. Like we'll have that, like a torchier meal, before we'll have like a big sit-down turkey or anything else at Christmas time. But that's just, but then, you know, like speaking to friends, they're like, oh, I don't like torchier or whatever. And I'm like, how <laughs> dare you? Can't imagine a Christmas without one, you know? So it's, it's, it's funny how like, different foods like just speak to what is what your whole family subscribes to yeah i would say that my family is just like boring and traditional though like we're just like mashed potatoes gravy cranberry sauce like Mm -hmm. stuffing and i think it's because my mom's tried things over the years 
and nobody eats those dishes. Right. <laughs> so. People try to get very adventurous <laughs> over the holidays. They like to try new appetizers, things that look like things like trees and mm-hmm. Santas and that whole thing. But I think we can all agree that food in general trends have widely changed since like the 70s yeah and all you need to do is pick up a cookbook from then <laughs> like <laughs> the joy of cooking or something like that and you flip through one of those suckers and you see the pages of the holiday recipes and they're all very questionable items absolutely in they were, some kind of gelatin they were putting <laughs> they were putting fruit and meat and all yeah, <laughs> just mashing that- it together <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, but I think that a lot of people will agree, and then they'll, they'll be a, there'll be a big chunk of you that don't agree, that the most you know controversial Christmas food has got to be fruitcake. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned Women's Day, so they threw some of these kind of holiday items on the sword and made a gutsy call, and they said, you know, these are some items that are probably not going to be popular if you put them on your holiday table. Mm-hmm. And again, no two holiday tables are the same, but they say that mostly like 50% of their readers said that they never want to see fruitcake on the table again. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. I don't need to eat that again. I never, never loved fruitcake. And I know there's the diehard fruitcake people. Some of our listeners are them. <laughs> and they're saying, but you haven't tried my fruitcake. But mine is soaked in the most rum, and, which I feel like it needs. But, um, but they can't imagine their table without it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe those weird dishes grew up with you still love yeah and i gotta i gotta be honest here because we want to know what is what is a dish that you never want to see on the christmas table again that's what we want to know you mm-hmm. can give us a call 750-1100 or text it in at 10 30 a number of you have mentioned quite a few dishes that i actually love I know, and you're weird. <laughs> you're weird because, like, honestly, I look at these photos and they're giving me nightmares. <laughs> but Janelle says she would eat them. <laughs> so we'll find out what some of these classic dishes are next. Well, while you're planning out the holiday meal, the menu, just letting you know the Women's Day magazine is making some bold claims giving us a list of items they say their readers kind of never really want to see on that holiday meal table again. Things like the fruitcake. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you either love it or hate it. There's so many other desserts that I'm reaching for before that. Yeah. They (laughs) say things like the figgy pudding or the Christmas pudding. Oh, I don't even know what that is. People really want. It's like from the classic Christmas carol. It's like... I don't even know. It's I think it's like animal fat baked in there oh, or some stuff. Yeah. Pudding. No, that's that's not right. They're that also throwing the panettone bread in there. The Italians won't mm. like that. They say that's crap. <laughs> One of you also said that was crap on yeah. a Facebook page as well. But so. I mean, like we said, like for every person who says they don't like it, there's people mm-hmm. who do. But by and large, these are the items they say are kind of falling off the holiday table in popularity. So we've been asking you, what would you be okay with not seeing on the holiday table again? And a number of you have said quite a few things that were um, my childhood favorites. <laughs>
Like what exactly? Because a lot of these things are gross. Well, Donna on, uh, she tweeted us and she said the green bean casserole. Oh, that I like. I love the green bean casserole. My the mushroom aunt, soup? Yeah, mm. and like a little bit of like cornflakes crusted on top. Have you ever oh, had it that way? No, I have it with the uh, fried onions. Oh. You know, like those ones you get in the canister. Yeah. Mm. I told my mom years ago, I was like, you used to make this all the time and you never make it anymore. She's like, oh, that dish was crap. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite so that was a, a big favorite of mine and i mean jello has been the overwhelming culprit here i don't know why everybody wants to suspend everything in jello in a yeah. mold what is um tomato aspic aspic is that what it is yeah so aspic <laughs> is like a um sort of like a like a broth like gelatin like sort of like a meat gelatin and people like put things in it <laughs> it's like something in Aspic. So uh, uh, Judy said that they grew up with tomato Aspic. Okay. So basically it's like solidified tomato juice. She's like, <laughs> why does anyone want to solidify tomato juice? She never understood it. Uh, she's not about it and she never wants to see it on her holiday table again. Yeah, that's a jello dish that I can't say I've ever had. But I'm talking about like the the salads, the jello salads with marshmallows. Oh. Oh my god, my grandma made this every year. And it was like a favorite of mine. I mean, like, what's not to love as a kid though? There's marshmallows, there's fruit, and there's jello. And it's called a salad, so that means it's healthy. <laughs> okay, there was someone who <laughs> tweeted at us though saying that their jello mold has vegetables in it, like peas and things. Oh no, 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 no. Like you can't mix the sweet and the savory like that. That's just a that's just a sacrilegious. Well, no. you want to talk about sacrilegious? This photo has been burned into my brain thanks to Olga. The, the I mean, we have us. to say it is apparently a Polish Christmas Eve <laughs> tradition. So we're not trying to insult the Polish people, but the photo she gave us just did not sell us on it it's horrifying um yeah. she said growing up her father used to make this and then he would also make them eat it every christmas yeah. and what it is is essentially a fish um and boiled carrots parsnips peas etc all in a broth and a gelatin uh, that's meat been turned into gelatin mm -hmm. yeah it so imagine whew. if you will a platter. <laughs> this is the photo she said. Does I'm going to play theater of the mind here. It's got a full fish on it, like a fish that's not been like a head, like, scales, everything. It's got the eyes. It's got everything, and it's like carrot buried in carrots and turnips <laughs> and peas with lemon slices, and the whole thing is suspended in a meat gelatin. There's like even lettuce in there. <laughs> There's even <laughs> lettuce garnish in the gelatin. So you would have to. Put a fork through the gelatin yeah. to get into the fish and the... No. To be fair, it would be a good dish without the gelatin, probably. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I need to see my fish not as they were right out of the water. <laughs> I'd, I'd just like them to not have scales. If, that, if I could. If, if, if anything can look at me while I'm eating it, I don't want to eat it. But you mean to tell me you've never had a fish like that before? Like that's, no. It's quite common to eat fish like I that. I know. No. <laughs> okay, I've done it. It's not bad. No. I want the head gone. I don't want it looking at me. I don't want anything looking at me. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu. Angie and Janelle. On Move 100. What's trending?
Is there anyone else like me that used to watch Say Yes to the Dress mm-hmm. all the time? Always, I did, yes. <laughs> Obsessively. I just, like, whenever I just wanted to watch something mindless, I'd throw it on, always be like, oh, which one is she going to pick? And is there going to be family drama and the whole thing? Well, if you watch that show, you definitely know Randy Finoli. Yes. Randy. I mean, Randy's the best. He was like mm-hmm. the guy, like the biggest champion. Yes, girl, you look amazing. The whole thing. So Randy is finally getting his moment. Oh. And this made me so happy to see because he's like, I am the king of bridal. Mm-hmm. And he has been at this game helping women find their dream dresses for 30 years. Wow. And just over the weekend, he himself for the first time got engaged. <gasps> That's so exciting. He proposed to his fiance. It's this like lavish flowers everywhere at the Park Hotel in New York City. Like just this beautiful, unbelievable, romantic moment. And now Randy is going to get to say yes to the man. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It was so cute. Uh, So what were Canadians buying up off the shelves at the LCBO this past year? Well, it seems like our habits have changed the year before and the year before that while we were in COVID years, people were buying everything. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But apparently we were buying a lot of wine in those years. Okay. Probably a lot of box wine because we needed it in large volume. Guilty, guilty. But now things have changed. We've gone a little bit more... uh, refined, shall we say, okay. with our choices. So this past year, Ontarians have been buying up, for the most part, tequila. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Tequila sales were up massively, according to the LCBO. But not just that. Things like the spirits, like whiskey, fine mm-hmm. scotches, mm-hmm. things like that. It doesn't surprise me with the tequila. It seems like now every celebrity is getting into the te- tequila game. Yeah. It's- and tequila just tastes better. <laughs> well, you've got There's the Rock. brands out there now. The Rock has his Terramana tequila. And then Kendall Jenner came out with her 818 tequila. And yeah, you may not care what the Kardashians are doing. I don't either. But um, I have had this 818 tequila. Mm-hmm. And it is really good. so darn good. Okay. It is a sipping tequila. It is not a Jose Cuervo. <laughs> yeah. It is not going to make you pucker like that. It actually just had it over the weekend at a Christmas party. And it is so smooth, that one. I just, I don't know. It's really good. And they come with different flavors. Uh, but in addition to that, yeah, we weren't really buying wine. And if we were buying huh. wine, we were just splurging on a nice bottle to bring to right. someone. So not buying it by the box. Yeah. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> but you know what was surprisingly up this past year? Up 52% the sales of ice wine. Really? Because that mm. stuff's expensive. It's expensive. And I mean, it's, it's very sweet. It is delicious, though. Like it's yeah. a like a lovely little dessert, like dessert. a little tiny glass of that is mm-hmm. nice at the end of a meal. But okay. So if you're looking to get a bottle for someone for the holidays, which a lot of people do, a lot of you know popular gifts. So think like ice wine, spirits, like tequila, the white, the whiskey, the scotch. That's the way to go. Apparently. Okay. There you go. And that's what's trending. Brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right. It is time for another edition of Word Wars, a brand new week, a brand new prize. Who's trying to win with us today? Petrina and Chris are on the line, and Petrina made it through first, so we'll let her pick her categories. Petrina, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. You get first choice of categories. We'll tell you what they are, and you pick, okay? Okay. All right, so we want to say a thank you to Valencia Barnes, who sent in our categories this morning. We have either hard or soft. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'll go soft. We're going to go soft. Okay. 
here we go. The white stuff outside right now. No. Yes, you walk on the beach in the... Sand. Yeah, you put your head on this to go to sleep. Pillow. Yeah, and you slip between the what in your bed? The covers. No, but they're the the blankets. No, like the things that you put on them. Yes, good. Uh, what says meow? A cat. Yeah. What do you wipe your bum with? Toilet paper. Yeah. These are decorative. We put them. They're throw. You know, oh. put them on. But the other word for it, a decorative cushion. Yes. <gasps> oh, yes, girl. Nice. Wow. Wow. She slipped in there with the cushion. Nice good work. job. Okay. So hang on the line. And we will go over to Chris. Good morning. Chris. Hey, good morning. Hi, how are you today? I'm <laughs> doing great, thanks. <laughs> okay, so that was a pretty solid game. Per- All right. Perfect score sitting there. So we have to be perfect, and then we're in a tiebreaker situation, okay? Okay. We can do it. All right, so and our category? Yeah, it's hard. Things that are hard, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. You put these cubes in your drink. Ice cubes. Yes, uh, and you walk on the hardwood... Floor. Yes. And quarters, nickels, dimes are types of? Coins. Yes. You crack this in baking. You scramble it. Eggs. Yes. Uh, what did I say? The hard what floor? Hardwood. Yes. Uh, window panes are made of this? Glass. Yes. And you put this in an engagement ring. It's a big stone. Diamond. Yeah. Okay. All right. Another dice roll tiebreaker. Okay. So hang on the line. My goodness, we're doing a lot of these. No kidding. Okay, so high or low? High or low? Let's go for a low dice roll for the win this morning. Patrina got a thirteen. Like fantastic for Chris. A one. Doesn't oh, get it doesn't get that. lower than that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, he pulled it off. All right. There you go. All right. Our first winner of the week on a Monday. What's Chris going to win? Yeah, we've got a great prize all week long. It's a $100 gift card, and that will be used for... Uh, it's the uh, TJX Tri Brands. So that is Winners and Home Sense and Marshalls. All right. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Today's best variety, Move 100. You know, last week we had the conversation about whether or not you or your partner were on the naughty list. And uh, Angie... Mm. Yeah, your kids aren't happy with you. They, they've nope. got you on the naughty list big time. I'm naughty mommy. That is for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I got a text from my daughter this morning and it says this. Hey, did you know what today is? Hmm. Today's National Gingerbread House Day. You know what would be nice, mom? Is if we had one still. <laughs> so, <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> I apparently am a terrible mother because I threw out the creations. So let me just back it up and defend myself <laughs> first. So my kids both came home with gingerbread kits to do with their boyfriends. Of course. This is, this is a cute couple. Yeah. Adam and I did one the first year exactly. we were together, too. First Christmas together, let's do all <laughs> the things and hold hands doing it. So one of them had like a kit that was like three cabins, like almost like a little village. Ooh, wow, and the fancy. other one like had like the big like traditional house. Mm-hmm. So they each made them on, you know, the same night in different rooms. And then they all converged this entire village on my island in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. They look great. You know, first couple of days, people are picking pieces off, eating candies off it. Great. 
But then, like, after, like, a week goes by, you know, it's taking up some valuable real Real estate. estate. Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, my (laughs) island. It's, like, my domain where I do all my cooking, all my prep. And then it's, like, you know, we're going into week two, and I'm, like, really? Like, and And there's still candy on it at this point? There's still candy on it. How is this still surviving? There's pieces broken off. There's walls falling down. No, so it doesn't even look cute anymore, and now it's just a gingerbread massacre on my island. And every time you break a piece of gingerbread house off the... The white cement icing goes <laughs> flying. It's all over the floor. So by the end of week two, I was like, okay, I've had enough of the gingerbread. Mm-hmm. So I tossed it. <laughs> you didn't ask them about it, though? No, I tossed it. <laughs> Did they ask to take out my island? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that bad of a mom. I'm serious. Like, it was fun for them, and it was great. I let it sit there for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I thought at this point... It must be going bad. Like, how long can something sit out? In my head, a couple days max, it's done. Well, I'm thinking, too, like gingerbread houses, let's be fair, taste like they're not good. Yeah, they, they don't care. They taste like cardboard in <laughs> yeah. the first place. So you leave that out for two weeks to get stale on the counter? There's no way it tastes good. Yeah, well, not according to them. They <laughs> think it was amazing. So I toss this thing. It's garbage day. And you know how it is. You know, like if you don't get it out on garbage day, you're stuck within another week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Two weeks, it's done. So I threw it out, and they were so mad. They come down, where's the gingerbread? Oh, my God. And they were so, I did not anticipate that reaction. And I'm like, no, 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 guys, it's bad. Like, you don't understand. It's, you know, you can't keep eating it, whatever. So then they went to Google. (laughs) Oh. And apparently, you can leave one of those things out for a month (laughs) and still be eating that sucker. Oh, my gosh. A month. So wow. I, okay. uh, yeah, I'm not popular. I threw it out. And so they informed me that in case anybody like me needs to know, those are good for a month a sitting month. on your counter. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they were, you know, it was like as if they got married and they wanted to save this wedding cake. And I think they <laughs> thought it was their first apartments together. Like they put down a down payment. These are the guys, so you know, offended. I know. So offended. But you know what? Like the one thing that I learned in all of this, because when we were Googling, how long do they last? Because, yeah. I, you know, they needed to prove me wrong. Um, how do you typically put together a gingerbread house? I mean, like the walls go up and then you put the roof on with the icing. I don't know. What do you mean? Okay. So we've been all doing it wrong. So apparently what you're supposed to do, instead of like putting the whole thing together and then decorating yeah. it and putting, because after you put it together, you know why we always fail and if things are walls are falling Starts apart and whatever, and... because they're supposed to let it dry for eight hours and harden before you start decorating it and putting pressure on it. Eight hours? Yup. You're supposed to let it sit overnight. So it's like a two day process now. Oh. But what you're supposed to do, and this is brilliant, and I don't know why I never thought of this before. You lay out all of the pieces flat, the roof pieces, the wall pieces, Mm -hmm. and you decorate them while they're flat. That would be a lot easier. You put all the decorations, you put all the candies, and then you assemble the house, and then it's already done, and then you let it harden and sit for eight hours complete. What? Why did I never think of... Cause Why think is that about, not written on the gingerbread box house? <laughs> because think about that. Once it's decorated, it's like the weird angles. It is. You're trying to get it's icing to drip really off tricky. It. You're trying to get up under the trusses, and mm-hmm. it's awkward. You're supposed to decorate the pieces while they're flat, then put it together. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending?
Well, as we speak, the Golden Globes are trending on Twitter, and they're trying to stage a comeback. So, uh, you know that the Golden Globes over the last couple of years have fallen into disarray and uh, knocked the television broadcast off TV screens for a year because of the uh, the big controversy. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make a comeback this year, and many stars, studios have already said they're going to boycott the show. We know that Tom Cruise returned three of his globes. A lot of actors were calling out their unethical practices and processes. So uh, the question is, even if people are nominated, are they even going to go this year? Yeah. So Brendan Fraser is a likely nominee this year for his performance in The Whale. Mm-hmm. He's been getting standing ovations for every screening of that. He's already announced he will not attend the Globes, mm. even if nominated. So, okay. mm-hmm. so it's going to be an interesting year of boycotts. I'm still watching the nominations as they come out right now. They just started, so not too far into it. So speaking of filmmaking, nominations, and all of that, Taylor Swift is apparently cr- crossing over into the film world. She uh, apparently is going to be writing and directing her own feature film. I can't believe this when I read this. Like, that's a huge a undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has done, you know, these original scripts for these long sort of um, music videos, which are, I guess, in essence, like short films. Um, and she did very well with that and won some awards uh, already this season for that. But um, she's working with the uh, producers like Searchlight Pictures. So they are the producers of best pictures like Nomad Land and The Shape of Water. Okay. So they're going to work with Those her. Those are big, big Huge. movies, too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they say that she is a once in a generation artist and storyteller and is going to be a joy to collaborate with. So they're going to be supporting her. There's no details about what type of film or casting plot, any of that. It's all being kept under wraps, but it is in the process. It's interesting. We see a lot of, um, you know, artists crossover into the movie world, but as actors. Right. Not like behind the scenes doing Mm -hmm. something like this. Yeah. There's nothing this girl can't do. Right. She's going to write a good movie. We know that. Yep. And that's what's trending. Stephanie and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Well, it's time to test your Christmas past knowledge, mm-hmm. specifically on toys. Yeah, we have a list of toys compiled, and we're going to give you a little description about what they were all about when they first came out and the kind of year that that happened. And you have to tell us what famous toy you think it is that we're talking about. Yeah, so give us a call right now, 750-1100. If you get it right, you've got a $100 gift card from Holt Spa, Mm -hmm. which, like, this is right here in the market. This is the spa I go to, actually, and I feel so good every time I leave. It is like serenity now when you walk through the doors there. And everybody, yeah, like you said, needs a little pampering. And, uh, you know, if even if you uh, don't win it, like if it's a guy, if you don't want to go. Yeah, you can give it to big away points. as a great gift. Great big idea. Points. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to be giving this away all week long. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be testing your knowledge on uh, Christmas toys that were, like, the most popular of their year. People really wanted them under the tree if they could get their hands on them. Yes. <laughs> all right. So let's see who we got on the line here. Good morning. Hello. Hello? Oh, hi. Oh, got some digital. Uh, Weird connection there. Who's thanks. this? This is Ruben. Ruben. Okay, Ruben, we're going to test your toy knowledge, all right? All right, I'll give it a try. All right, here we go. So, this doll brand that came out in 1983 set every toy industry sales record for three years running. One of the most popular lines of children's licensed products. 
one of the longest-running doll franchises ever. Yeah, and in 1983, it was the gift to be under the tree. Uh, I'm going to say Cabbage Patch. I don't think anyone could could forget the Cabbage Patch era. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you didn't ask for a Cabbage Patch kid doll. Did you have one? Did I have one? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, Stu told us before that he had one. Yeah, a lot of guys had them that. too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, was, I was a Star Wars kid. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. The thing is, if you had a Cabbage Patch doll too, you will never forget the name that it came with. Right, because you adopt them. Yeah. That, right? That's true. That's true. There was never a Star Wars Cabbage Patch from what I remember. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. All right. Well, congratulations, Ruben. You got yourself a $100 gift card to Holt Spa. Is that for you or for someone else? I think it might go to my wife. Oh, there you okay, go. Okay. Yeah. Well, it essentially will then come back to you because that'll be big <laughs> points for you, my friend. <laughs> All right. Hang on the line. And tomorrow we will be uh, playing this game again, testing your knowledge on toys from Christmas. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, it was a 15-second video that ended up changing a life, the life of Nola Carpenter, who was just sitting, having her break at the table in the break room at her local Walmart. And this 19-year-old TikToker, who doesn't work at the Walmart, but he works for a third-party company that sells products at the Walmart, so he just happened to be there and happened to be coming through the break room. And he saw Nola sitting there, and she just looked so kind of tired and downtrodden, just sitting there having her snack on her break. And he uploaded the video with a caption, life shouldn't be this hard. Mm -hmm. And it was viewed more than 30 million times in like two days. So uh, what ended up happening next is he created a GoFundMe for Nola. And he wanted to somehow get her to retirement. She's 80. Yeah. Oh, she should be already retired. Yeah, exactly. So he just kind of like, you know, thought he was taken by her. He thought that she should just have some help. So two days later, after he posted that video, he had a chance to meet up with Nola again. And he was able to transfer $110,000 to her account in donations. That's how much the TikTok world rallied around her. And so she expressed, obviously, her thank yous, et cetera. But she clarified, I won't be able to retire because yeah. she still owes $160,000 on her house. Oh, no. You can't retire until the mortgage is yeah. paid off. So she's like, you know, although I love this so much, like I'll still be working. So uh, he posted this follow-up video, and then the GoFundMe shot up to $180,000. Of course. (laughs) So he was able to turn around and give her the rest of the money she would need to pay off her mortgage. 13,000 plus donations came in, and it's just like unbelievable. It's still climbing on the GoFundMe, so she's going to have even a little nest egg on top of that. So she apparently has been a Walmart employee for 20 years. Oh my gosh, she's a lifer. Yeah. She is, and she's like, I'm going to miss the customers, I'm going to miss the staff, because... Mm-hmm. Gosh, they all know me by name by now, but uh, she did say that she now will fully be able to retire, but only after the holidays, because as any good employee (laughs) of Walmart knows, it is the busiest time of the season, and she said she is not leaving them high and dry. She will work out the busy shopping period, and then she will go off into retirement. Just 
That's incredible. I love this new trend on TikTok of people like not posting useless videos, mm-hmm. but like meaningful, m- meaningful change for so many people. And it's interesting too. I mean, the TikTok, uh, you know, population is generally speaking a younger yeah. generation. Mm-hmm. So they're learning to, you know, give back and do good yeah. and be, you know, charitable. Well, they're realizing the new way to get viral <laughs> is to help be somebody <laughs> and change a life instead yeah. of just uh, dancing around with a filter on your face, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a good way to be. And uh, that's all the feels on move 100.